welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy and here he is, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time in 2022, Mr. Jerry Springer. Thank you, thank you, please, thank you. Oh, man. A nice Welcome crowd, back. a nice yes, crowd for our first show. Woo. Yeah. Well, every you know, did you have a nice New Year's? And you know, well, yeah. did you party? No. I I, I, have a con- <laughs> I have a confession. I'd say by quarter to eleven, I was asleep. Are you serious? Yeah, I believe that. I really was. <laughs> I was. Wow. I was tired. Look, yeah. it's been a long year. Yeah. You know, if I could have just held on for one more hour and 15 minutes, I would have seen the whole year. <laughs> the whole thing. And you yeah. did, now, did you go to sleep because you had already heard about Betty White and there was just no reason to yeah. stay awake? That, I yeah, understand that. That, that, so that was sad. really sad. That I really know. was sad. And Elmo yeah. Saget, very, very yeah. sad. And in Today. fact, it, I, I just thought about it this morning, actually. Uh, when Katie was younger, Kate, uh, Cole, Katie's uh, uh, our daughter, um, when she was a, a young kid, we went to see uh, Full House. And uh, so we, you know, we met him there and he was so nice to her. And we also went to see Golden Girls in the, the next summer. Oh, shut and, up. And honestly, Betty White was just the sweetest lady. She was Aww. so nice with Katie. Here, come on, sit on the couch, you know, wow. where they had in the show. It, it was really, really cool. So both nice. of these uh, both of these people I've had and a, a wonderful opportunity to spend Aww. at least a little bit of time with. Yeah. Uh, Jerry really referenced Cole. And uh, let me just tell our That's listeners really cool. who Cole is. Cole is Cole Cheney. Hey, hey Cole, Cole, how you doing? Hey, and I'm Pete. doing great. How y'all doing? Yep, I'm doing great. He's a singer-songwriter from Eastern Kentucky, and uh, a little bit later on in the show, we're going to bring him on. Megan's going to talk to him. We're going to hear some of his songs, and uh, I had a chance to kind of preview this stuff, and it, it is good. So be sure to stick around yeah. for that. Uh, Jerry uh, and our listeners have come to know that the heart of the show is thoughts that you have about a topical issue that you spot each week. Uh, what caught your interest this week? Well, uh, for just about my entire adult life, a significant part of my political activity has been, as you know, Gene, giving money to the Democratic Party and Democratic candidates. Yep, It's a way uh, I can be supportive of institutional efforts to promote social and economic justice. Uh, and as those who do contribute to these causes well know, once you get on a list as a contributor, you will forever be inundated with requests for money every day in your mailbox and on your email inbox from every Democratic candidate who's running for office. Indeed, the first thing I do every morning is check my iPhone for all the requests that come in the night before. Obviously, I can't give to everybody, even the even most who ask. But perhaps you can imagine my surprise when the other morning... I received a request for a donation from a Republican, Congresswoman Liz Cheney from Wyoming, who is 
co-chair of the January 6th committee investigating last year's insurrection and attack on our nation's capital. Perhaps one of her workers heard our podcast praising her absolute courage and integrity in putting country before party. So maybe it's worth a shot, some staffer must have thought, to see if this Springer guy is willing to put his money where his mouth is. Well, am I? Am I willing to support a candidate for which there are hardly any issues we agree on? And yet her character, integrity and courage shine through at a crisis moment in our nation's history. She was and is willing to stand up to Trump at great political cost to herself, specifically being stripped of her leadership role. In response to his responsibility for and behavior on January 6th, she stated, and I quote, he crossed lines no American president has ever crossed before. And indeed, what sworn testimony and documents submitted to the committee have revealed is that she's absolutely right. As she said, we, would, we watched what the president did from throughout the election, the lies he told, the extent to which he went to war with the rule of law. He completely ignored the rulings of over 60 courts, including judges he had appointed, and refused to send help, refused to tell people to stand down for multiple hours while that attack was underway. She stated the undeniable truth. The Republican Party has to make a choice. We can either be loyal to our Constitution or loyal to Donald Trump, but we cannot be both. So is it enough for me or anyone else who sees this threat that Trump and his acolytes pose to democracy to simply admire Cheney from the sidelines and do nothing to support her cause? I've concluded, no, it's not. I'm a lifelong Democrat through my bones, but I'm an American first. And I believe our democracy cannot survive if we only have one party that believes in our Constitution. After all, countries that have only one viable party inevitably become dictatorships. No, we can't have just one viable party and a cult on the other side, which is what we have now. Mind you, I want to beat the Republicans, but I want to beat them on the issues. I want them to be a viable party with whom we can have legitimate debate. But we need a nation where at least both parties believe in the idea of America and its constitution and have no designs in toppling it. Consequently, I believe Liz Cheney deserves our support in trying to save her party from being hijacked by these anti-American Trumpians. Specifically, we can play a role. Trump is running candidates whose total loyalty is to him, challenging traditional Republicans like Cheney in the primaries for the sole purpose of cleansing the party of those whose fealty would be, the con be to the Constitution rather than to him. He has to be stopped for the sake of our democracy. Here's what we can do. In districts where the Democrat has no realistic chance of winning, we should support the anti-Trump Republican running in the primary. So that if the Republican does win the general election as expected, at least those that do hold office, be that in Washington or in state governments, 
they will be honoring their sworn allegiance to our Constitution. If Liz Cheney is willing to step up to save our 250-year experiment of democracy, the least we can do is offer a helping hand. There, I said it. I'm supporting Cheney, even if in Wyoming, she'd rather not tell anyone. Uh, holy <laughs> crap, that's, Jerry Springer. That's really cool, uh -oh. Jerry. That's, uh, oh, here we go. I, now we're going to get a lecture from Gene. No way. No, I'm going to get thrust out of the party. No, I, I security. 100%, I 100 percent agree with him, Megan. Yeah. Hey, yeah. by the way, uh, Jerry, it, uh, yes. first of all, Cole, Cole Chaney, our musical guest, are you any relation to Liz Chaney? Uh, no, Do sir. You know? I, I don't know if she spells it with an E or an A, but I spell mine. With okay, oh. gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, anyway, well, Jerry, yeah. back to yeah. Jerry. Jerry, I 100 yes. percent agree with you. However, and you and I've been at your side as you have had uh, an incredible political career. Uh, a quick recap for our listeners who may not know, but ran for Congress back in what 1970 or so unsuccessfully, but then quickly was elected to city council in Cincinnati, eventually became mayor, ran for governor of Ohio in the primary in what 1982. Do I have that right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, 40 years ago in two weeks. Okay. <laughs> Thought about But I've forgotten about it. I don't think about it anymore. <laughs> no, 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 no. I uh, thought about uh, and and traveled the state of Ohio a couple times, thinking about uh, Senate once, governor another time. So Jerry Springer has had this long, stellar history with the Democratic Party. And I've always claimed I was a yellow dog Democrat. Jerry, I think, kind of saw himself the same way. You know, yellow dog Democrats, an old Southern term vote for the Democrat, even if it's an old yellow dog. In other words, just very disciplined Democrat. But here's the here's the 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 thing you have to brace yourself for. There will be somebody in Wyoming in her district. And I just went through Cheyenne last summer. I was out there doing a bike ride across a good chunk of America and we went through all of Montana. And let me remind you, Jerry, John Tester is one of the two Montana senators, yeah. Montana, for God's sake, about as uh, red as it gets. He's a Democrat and he has won a seat and he holds it just like Sharon Brown does that in Ohio. There will be somebody in her district who will think, a Democrat that is, that she's vulnerable and that they're party is vulnerable in that district. It's a congressional district. It's not yeah. the whole state. And when it's, I don't know if anybody will give a damn, but if it shows up that you've given money to the Republican, uh, who knows and who cares? I think you are right to do it. Now, I'll tell you something else. I think we should ask her, and it's probably a long shot, to come on with you on this that would podcast, be so cool. not having anything to do with a donation that, you know, yeah. there's nothing yeah. illegal about her coming on here after you've donated, you're not getting anything. So it's legal. But I think a conversation with her that follows up on your, we could send this commentary. This is how I would propose we try to get through the door. We take this commentary 
and we send it to her staff. Just the commentary. Yeah. I'll give it context. Okay. Say, hey, he's he is openly supporting Liz Cheney for these good American reasons. Country over party. That's your theme, Jerry, right? Yeah. 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 I, I, I'm thinking, I, I think that's fine to do, but I'd be shocked. In other words, the, the opponents of Cheney, the other oh, Republicans, <laughs> they must love the idea that I would be supporting her because, you know, I have to imagine that most Republicans out there, if they hear my name. No, you're, I, don't, I don't know if you're analyzing this correctly. I think that if they contacted you as look, if she wants to come on, I'd love yeah, to talk I hear with her. Okay. Yeah. I think that if they strategically came to you for a donation and you're, and if you're correct, that somebody heard that you. Oh, could, I already gave. Oh, okay. No, that's just there phenomenal. You know. They may be thinking politically, strategically that the way Liz Cheney wins is to get the support of Democrats in her district who think like you think. I think, she, and I'm going to tell you another person who's going to do that is Lisa Murkowski, the senator mm. from Alaska. I spend a lot of time in Alaska. I, I mean, like yeah. 14 summers up there. I have a feel better. I don't live up there, but I have a pretty good feel for the politics of Alaska. And Donald Trump is all in on defeating Lisa Murkowski as well as Liz Cheney. And and Lisa Murkowski will win her Senate seat again with some Republican votes, a whole bunch of Democrat votes and all of the Native American votes because she's been a champion of theirs. And Democrats usually get those votes. I think Cheney has the same political strategy. So I don't think she gives a damn if her opponent thinks well or ill of you. And by the way, you're Jerry Springer with the Jerry Springer show. You resonate with uh, Trump kind of people, whether they like it or not, you do. Mm. What do you think? I think well, I think the most important thing about this, honestly, Jerry, I think that's really cool. And I think that's in, extremely important that you're having that conversation now because we're already, I mean, we do it naturally. You go to one camp or the other camp and you're putting, like Jane said, putting party ahead of, or putting country ahead of party. Um, so I think other people in your position need to take a cold, hard look at that and really see it. And I, and I totally applaud you for that. More importantly, um, I would like to know why my emails asking for funding has been bounced back from your email account. So if we could look at that, that would be great. Thanks. <laughs> Maybe you just, for just wondering. Yeah. Just and wondering. I, I, and I, and I want to say for the record here that Cole, who we will hear singing in a while, uh, has no idea what I was going to say or anything. And I don't want to assume for a second that my views necessarily reflect Cole's. So I don't want to ruin his career if, if he's thinking a different way. He came on here as an innocent, okay? Innocent. So these are just my views, Cole. All good, man. You ain't, you ain't going to ruin nothing.
for me. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, by the way, uh, since we've talked all this politics, uh, Cincinnati just got a new mayor, and it made me yeah. think of Jerry Springer, because back in the 70s, when Jerry was elected for council and eventually became mayor, uh, Jerry was seen, I, I can attest to this because I was around to witness this, uh, Jerry was seen as this really interesting, youthful, fresh idea, high personality leader, the new leadership. Mike Ford, his political guru, God rest his soul, died a few years ago, used the term, Jerry, did he not, of, hey, it's our turn, meaning our generation. Yeah. And, that, and that meant the younger generation. And so Cincinnati uh, just got a new mayor, and he's very Springer-esque, and people are saying that in Cincinnati. Now, just for reference, his name is Aftab Turval. He is a former president of the student body at Ohio State University. Now, think about that. That's actually a pretty big damn deal. You yeah. get elected the president of the student body at a school with the hell knows <coughs> how many thousands of students there are at OSU. And there then he 40, became, so. yeah, I mean, it's just a massive place. And then he became an attorney, very well-educated, worked for Procter & Gamble, uh, and then went into politics. Jerry, you know him. He, You've had mm. conversations with him. You've been a supporter. Very bright guy, and he's got a great future. Yeah. I, I he, interviewed with him. Um, I had a chance uh, to interview with him for a job years ago when he was running for um, – it may have even been controller, but he was looking for some staff. Um, obviously, I'm here. But yeah, he was, talk about energy, man. Just, oh my gosh, yeah. he was fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. That was a clerk of courts, I think. Clerk of courts, Hamilton that's right. County. Sorry. And, and don't you see, because you've had, you know, face-to-face uh, -face interview with him. He, he is very Jerry-like, isn't he? I mean, if you oh, go yeah. back in time and... Uh, went went to his swearing in on a, uh, a what are called red bikes in Cincinnati, which are the bikes that are in racks. You you know got it's on a, it's a phone app and you know you rent it to take a ride in uh, winter sunny winter day, but nonetheless cold day, real cold day. He jumped on the bike and went to his swearing in, uh, and that's kind of a Jerry Springer type thing. Uh, yeah, but I stole a bus. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, right. Jerry stole a bus at a ceremony. Jerry ran a half marathon <laughs> uh, that he was yeah. stealing a scooter. In his dress deal. shoes. Steal yeah, a yeah, bus. Yeah. Man up. Man yeah, up. Right, 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 right. He didn't steal the bike, Jerry. He rented the bike. Oh, well, you that's, yeah. see, that's oh the difference. Yeah. Yes. Hey, yes. Uh, <laughs> hey uh, Megan, let's talk yeah, to Gene. Let's talk All to right, let's see that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because now we're talking about... <laughs> felonies over here stealing buses how are you doing cole <laughs> i'm doing great <laughs> um now i know you're from kentucky what part of kentucky are you uh joining us from this evening i'm in lexington currently um i'm from Cattlesburg, kentucky which is a northeast part of the state but i'm living in lexington these days now where are you from originally Cattlesburg. i have no idea where that is that's um none you you might know where Ashland, Kentucky is. That would be the closest yeah. city to uh, Catlettsburg. It's right outside of that. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Perfect. 
So you're down in Lexington. And um, how long have you been playing? And uh, from what Gene has said, I haven't had an opportunity to listen to your stuff yet, but you have a very kind of earthy and it goes back to a much more grassroots sound. Yes, ma'am. Um, how did you get inspired with that in, a, I mean, obviously in Kentucky, but how did you uh, bring that to today's music? Um, well, you know, it's just kind of, that's what I grew up listening to was uh, music like that. And, uh, the earliest that I can remember really being turned on to, um, really bluegrass music and just traditional type of music, uh, was the soundtrack of the Coen brothers movie, a brother for art though, which is like my favorite movie such, of all time. And, uh, that's a great you know, song. from a very young age, that was really what kind of, uh, hooked me on, on that type of music and. You know, I just try to transfer that over into uh, my own uh, original sound and take, you know, that that regional sound, but also mix it with my other uh, musical influences. And, uh, you know, the way it comes out is whatever it may be with each song. Yeah. You never know. Quick piece of information. Uh, when that movie came out and George Clooney had a lot to do that, he was this, kind of the star, one of the stars of that movie. And George Clooney grew up in Augusta, Kentucky. Yeah. And Ashland's way over to the east, much farther to the east. Yeah. But George Clooney has Kentucky roots. And that that movie and that soundtrack, which won a lot of uh, Grammys that year, that thing jump-started the interest in Appalachian music again. It really did. Jump. Yeah, it brought it back mm -hmm. into the stream. There it is. And here you are of your generation – and here, Jerry Springer and I are of our generation, and we both probably love Appalachian music equally. Yeah. But it was that movie, Brother, Where Art Thou? And Megan, you, I'm sure, saw it. Did you like yeah. that music as well? Oh, my God. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. And it just brought a whole other generation in. So anyway. Yeah, it did. So our first song this evening, Cole, is Charlene. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. All right. Tell us a little bit about this song. When did you write it? And um, what was, it's obviously about a woman, I'm guessing. Yes, ma'am. But <laughs> tell us a little bit about it. I wrote that song about, I guess it would have been a, almost a year ago. And um, I wrote it and named it after my grandmother, Charlene. And the story behind the song is that um, her and my papal, my papal Chuck, were together at the time. He was 22 years old and she was 18. And he got drafted to go to Vietnam and uh, everybody that he had known that had went over to Vietnam had either gotten shot up or killed. So, you know, he was very poor and, you know, it was a lot of the poor kids were, were getting drafted to go over there. And so he figured that he was going to go over there and either get maimed or killed. So he, he broke up with her before he left. And he went through boot camp and all that stuff and uh, was set to go over to Vietnam and uh, ended up getting sent to Germany at the last minute. So they sent him over to Germany and he actually had a really good time over there. He, he speaks very highly of that place. So his only complaint is that the beer was warm. So, but other than that, he had a pretty good time. And, yeah. uh, but he came back home after his two years and uh, she had gotten engaged to another man and he didn't really have anything to his name. Uh, his family pretty much sold everything that he'd owned. And uh, when he came back, he ended up running into her at this dance that everybody was going to. And uh, they took her car out for a drive because he didn't have one. And he asked her to marry him instead. And they're still together to this day. And that's what that song is about. 
What oh, a I can't great wait to story. hear it. That oh, is man. so cool. Well, we have a surprise for you. Come on out. <laughs> Terry, oh my. it just doesn't turn off, man. Where is the button? All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we have Cole Cheney with Charlene.
That was absolutely beautiful. I have a question for you, Cole. Um, uh, have your grandparents heard the song? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What do they think? Well, when you first played it for them, what was the reaction? Um, granny, you know, waterworks immediately, but they really don't take a yeah. whole lot to, to get. That <laughs> yeah. yeah. God, that is just what a beautiful story. And your voice is such a, ah, that was awesome, man. Awesome. Thank you. It's Thank really you. good. I, I tell you, I think, yeah. uh, uh, you you know who Tyler Childers is, right? Oh no, I don't think I ever heard of that guy before. Never heard of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you, because he's been on our show. Uh, well, we launched him. No, like I wish. Uh, it's because of us that he's yeah, where he us. is. Let's be <laughs> honest, Chief. But I'll tell you, he has he has similar roots to yours, uh, and he blew up. Yeah. And I, I and I also have heard uh, your second. Uh, you know, other works of yours. And I don't know, man, not, not the war experts, yeah. but I think you got a shot of That's blowing awesome. up. Thank you, man. I really appreciate yeah. that. Cause you're a good writer and a good singer. And, and do you perform solo some always? Do you ever work with a group? But tell us about that. Well, uh, most of the time these days I do play solo. Um, but that's just for convenience reasons, really. And yeah. uh, obviously, you know, you, you make more money as a, a solo act. But um, when I do play with a band, it's a band that you've had on here before. It's Wolfpin Branch, uh, the bluegrass band. Oh, yeah. And uh, well, yeah. they, they fill in as my band whenever uh, uh, when, whenever I do full band stuff. So, yeah. Okay. Very talented well, musician. So can... when you make oh, it... Sorry, Jerry. No, uh, so when you make it big, you you, you won't, won't forget. Don't <laughs> try. Yeah, I'll do my best. No I'll, let, I'll, I'll leave you my email. Uh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, Jerry. Right. <laughs> Cole, tell us where yeah. we can. <laughs> yeah, jerk. Cole, tell us where we can listen to more of your music. Where can we find your stuff, uh, websites? You can find it on uh, any streaming app that you have, you know, Apple Music, Spotify. Amazon, all that good stuff. Uh, I got some videos out on YouTube, uh, Red Barn Radio. Uh, we did a video uh, about a year and a half ago. And, and that's uh, Chaney, C-H-A-N-E-Y, correct? Yes, ma'am. All right. All right. Well, definitely, uh, we want to talk to you again, Cole. That was awesome. Hopefully, we'll have you back um, sooner rather than later. But that was fantastic. Again, we have with us tonight, Cole Chaney, check him out anywhere you find your music. And while you're doing that, please make sure that you stop by and give your favorite podcast, Tales, Tons and Tales, Tunes and Tom Foolery, a like and a five stars while you're there. Uh, we're going to take you out this evening with one Mr. Jerry Springer and Casey Campbell performing Down by the Riverside. Well, I'm going to lay down my heavy load down by the riverside. Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song, and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com. I'm gonna lay down my sword and shield down by the riverside.